drinking with the jackets fans we are back and we are excited we're excited for multiple two multiple reasons number one i don't know about you but i've got this tasty beverage in my hand uh i've got a wise acre tiny bomb tall boy uh chase what do you have got the finest a bush light Ooh, that's a crispy boy if i ever heard one another one so crack about, one open audience about nine dollars a hair's teeter Harris Tater, the Harry T. Jalen Saunders. Jalen Saunders is our guest today. Jalen, you drinking a, a beverage? You know, a good old Bud Light. A good old Bud Light. He's keeping the BLs. Classic. Rolling. Classic, man. Well, cool. Uh, we're, we're in it already. Uh, we're already cracking our beers. The audience is probably going, Jalen Saunders. Um, who's Jalen Saunders? Uh, number one. He's a really good friend of my wife, Madison Grosbeck. Um, but two, he is our first tech football athlete on the podcast. A very special person. Uh, Jalen, can you tell us about yourself? Where are you yeah. from? Where you go to school? What do you do now? And uh, some fun, you know, you can go to some bullshit about like your favorite sports team. <laughs> So yeah, uh, hey everybody, Jalen Saunders. I am from Augusta, Georgia. Uh, went to Georgia Tech for both undergrad and grad school, and now I'm an engineer uh, working on airplanes, like material science in that field. So it's pretty nice. Oh man, who's your who was your favorite sports team besides Tech growing up? Then? So yeah, growing up, I was always like anti Georgia, like everything. I mean, I'm a Southern football like lover of southern of southern football but definitely a fan of duke basketball i love duke basketball i absolutely love duke i mean i know i look when georgia tech and duke would play i was in the students uh section in neutral colors i I just couldn't bring myself to it wearing white (laughs) white (laughs) looking at coach k and i was like that's my guy and then looking at georgia tech i was like i kind of hope we beat them but (laughs) (laughs) why why are you such a duke fan man my best friend, he, uh, his family, they're all from North Carolina and they are huge North Carolina fans. I was like, well, I don't want to root for the same team as him. I got to put like a little, little spice to the friendship. So I was like, oh, Duke, I'll be a Duke fan. <laughs> that turned out well for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess how do you, with Coach K retiring, how do you feel about that though? Uh, I, I have my own personal opinions because I rolled a ball across the basketball court and almost tripped Rashid Suleiman and he cussed me out. Coach K. <laughs> All I have to say is I love Coach K. Uh, that's my guy. Um, you know, they had a rough way to end that, losing to North Carolina twice um, oh, in yeah. that season. So, you know, North Carolina fans will always have that over us. But, you know, what he did in terms of for the program, especially for a school like Duke, definitely put them on the map, and you can't ask for more than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy's the winner. That was that was quite the sad ending for, for Duke fans. As a, as, a, as a Georgia Tech fan, I actually so I used to growing up in Pennsylvania. You know, I, I used to pull for North Carolina in general over Duke because I feel like, as a national perspective, like Duke's the private school. They're very like stuck up, but you kind of want to root against them. But then I felt like as time went on. I started to pull more for Duke in the, in the UNC rivalry. I don't know why, but I, I just felt like 
I don't know. To me, it just felt like they, the, the passion that they have for, for Duke basketball and like the Carolina fans, they just put all their energy into like hating Duke. But Duke was just like, you know, we're, about, we're here to win. And, and they did. So I, res- I respected that. I respected yeah, outside of Duke, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Outside of Duke, if anybody watches the English Premier League, I'm a huge Tottenham Hotspur fan, you know, Ooh. go Tottenham. Um, so hopefully we can make some noise this year. And then for baseball, especially the MLB, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. So, Oh, yeah. that's out of left field. Why are you yeah, a big Red Sox fan? It was like 2003. I can like remember it, man. And I was like, God, the Yankees are just too good, just too good. And I was like, I need a root for obviously the team that they hate the most, which happened to be the Red Sox. Again, that was a really smart move by me because they've won what, like three or four World Series since 2003. So, yeah, that's valid. That's all day, every day. I love the school so much. That that's what I wanted to hear, Jalen. That's the passion. That's why you're on the damn pod. Uh, but that leads us right into the, the meat and potatoes as uh, those that ventured to Ireland had uh, when we followed the Jackets uh, to Dublin. But so you played for Georgia Tech. You went to school at Georgia Tech. Can you tell us how you started playing, you know, football um, or any other sport, you know, in high school and then how that translated and how you got to Tech uh, via uh, football? Yeah. So uh, growing up, always just wanted to play some type of sports. My parents were like, Hey, you should play baseball. And I did that for a while, even into high school. But, uh, football was one of those things where, you know, you're in the South, you're, I'm a Southern football purist. And, uh, I was just like, Hey, you know, I wanted to be on the defensive side because it's better to be to hit somebody than to get hit. So in high school, I was splitting my time between safety and wide receiver and I was okay. Nothing crazy. I have like no real stats from that. My team, we started out so strong my freshman year, but similar to the Georgia Tech team that we got right now, this group of seniors, like only won three games. So not three games, only won nine games over the next three seasons. So, you know, what I high school for the do? guys right there. Evans High School. You oh, know? Evans. Okay. I didn't know if you went to like Lakeside or something. Uh, no, Greenbrier was, you know, I say shout out to all of Columbia County, but, uh, you know, Evans is, is home. We, Greenbrier is really, really good at baseball and Lakeside was, they're pretty decent at baseball and especially football back when I was in high school. So it was some good games, but yeah, we kind of, we did well, but I wish we could have done a lot better, you know? Cool. So, so, so did you, you know, you're a walk on wide receiver at tech, you know, how did that happen? You know, did you go to tryouts or did you, uh, preferred walk on? And then, um, yeah, tell us, tell us about that experience. Yeah, man. Going into college, I just knew I was like, I'm going to play football wherever it is. I'm going to go find a tryout, walk on. I'm good enough in my mind. I was good enough to at least be a guy on the practice squad and hopefully I can get better. So, um, you know, Coach Paul Johnson and uh, Coach Seawalk, they both spent time down at Georgia Southern. And fortunately for me, um, one of my relatives played at Georgia Southern back in the 90s under under Johnson. So he was like, you know, I actually know some of the staff. Like, I'll email them, just try to get you in front of them just so that you can, you know, actually do a tryout. And uh, we had some conversations back with Coach Seawalk, so nothing that's a preferred walk-on. But as soon as I actually got into campus, um, I was lucky to be like a, you know, just taking classes the summer before so I can just get on campus and whatnot. And I met 
Harrison Butker because, you know, they had to bring in all the scholarship kids that summer. So Harrison <laughs> looked at me and he's like, do you like, are you on the team? And I was like, no, but can you actually help me? I want to, <laughs> I want to try out. So can you like get me in contact with the coaches? Cause you know, they went quiet for a while. And, uh, fortunately, um, Harrison mentioned that. And I think somehow I got to see walk and like, they, when I came to the tryout, it was a weird situation. Cause like, I didn't have like any of my cleats or anything, but they were practically like, no, you're good. You're already going to walk onto the team. Like really? they, they, they didn't ask you, they didn't see any of your shit. You just, you you showed up and that was it. Yeah. They were like, Oh yeah, we could, we could use it. You know, it's, it's like the walk on thing. We need a body. You got a decent enough body to beat around. So like, Hey man, that's crazy. That's, that's, it reminds me of my manager story. When I was trying to be a manager of the basketball team, I, I emailed the, um, at the time I emailed the head coach, Brian Gregory. And I said, looking for a manager. And he's like, I'm going to forward you to our uh, director of basketball operations, Chris Jacobs. And then like, two days later, I was a manager of the basketball team. But it shouldn't be that easy for a football player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was kind of like, you know, <laughs> I think the only thing that helped is at the end of like my senior year, I was like trying to put on mass. So I'm still a skinny guy, but I think they were like, yeah, he can like, he won't die if we make him run around for a couple of hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the audience, Jalen's being humble. This dude is chiseled as shit. So, oh. so what what year did were you a freshman? So came in, I was a uh, summer fresh a freshman the summer of 2013. So that falls my first freshman season. So yeah. So I think Tevin was the quarterback then. Ooh. So no, that was actually the beginning of I think the uh, what was his name? Um, oh, Vlad Lee. That yeah. Vlad. Yes. Vlad, Vlad and Vlad the Impaler. Time. Yes. Shout out to Vlad mainly because once he left Tech the next season and the 2014 season, he went on and just broke a lot of good records at uh, JMU. Yeah, yeah, he that was like the honeycomb years. Yeah, the honeycomb helmet. That's Bring right. those back. Bring those back, man. I know. I, I actually Jalen modeled for us, and by modeled for us, I found a few pictures of Jalen in a honeycomb. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll drop that in for everyone to enjoy. That's that's too funny, man. I see walk. You mentioned that Seawalk was like really connected in South Georgia. I remember he came to a Vidalia area Georgia Tech alumni thing to recruit Nate McBride, I think, who was a four star linebacker for UGA. Yeah. And like he just knew everybody, and roll in, you know, eat a steak, and then try to booze and schmooze everybody. But I, I guess, you know, um, that's too funny, Seawalk. But, uh, you know, it is what it is back in the past, but uh, I'll let, I'll let Chase take it away. <laughs> yeah. You said you played safety and wide receiver in, in high school. What, what do they have you playing in at tech? Was it mostly wide receiver? Yeah, definitely. Mostly wide receiver scout team, all American right here. So <laughs> I, uh, when I came in, they had like double digit, um, the backs, you know, we had Jermaine back there. I think you had Chris Milton. Um, oh, yeah. DJ White. Yeah, we had some guys that, you know, end up getting drafted, playing some good time in the league. I think um, Chris is still in the league. Um, CM, maybe. Yeah, man. CM6. 
So, you know, with those guys there, they were like, hey, so, you know, we need some people in the wide receiver room. And I went over there, which turned out pretty well, because in that room, we had Ricky June, Antonio Messick. Um, a year, the next year, we get Brad Stewart. Uh, who else we had? Um, Darren. Can't forget Darren. Oh, yeah. yeah. DeAndre. Smelter, yeah. Uh, Corey Dennis, who I think one day may be the head coach of uh, Ohio State. If we're lucky he'll be the head coach of George Day. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, but he's, he's been he's at Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he's married to Nikki Meyer, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, if we could pull him, that'd be great. But, yeah, being in the room with those guys, it was a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, I uh, hope everyone's on beer number two, because uh, I know I am. Another one. So, Jalen, what, what was it like? I mean, I, I assume that in high school you probably didn't play the triple option. What, what was it like being in the triple option, like just being a wide receiver and blocking 90% of the time? <laughs> I will say, for me, being about six foot, six foot one, maybe six two in cleats, that's being generous, I think. But being tall helps a lot when you're in the triple option mainly because you're going to be blocking them the majority of the time. And if you're not a smaller, stocky guy, being able to just create some space, especially when you may have to run in and occasionally have to block a tight end, but mainly when you're blocking corners and safeties, getting that extra arm length is is always great. So we spent a lot of time on blocking. Um, And then up until at that time in, in college, safeties and corners, especially corners were transitioning to becoming a little bit taller, like low six feet, six one, and a lot leaner. So when you think about people like DeAndre Smelter and Darren, just really strong handed guys, like that extra height that they had in the body weight, when we did throw the ball, it was great because they were just literally chucking corners out the way and running down the field. I will say that's great. When you're running the triple option, it's not a lot of short routes. They definitely let you get 15 yards down the field. So if you catch every ball that's thrown to you, your numbers look really good at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that's like mind-blowing, especially, you know, RIP Bebe. You think about like, I mean, he he would catch some bombs, but, you know, I think they would also let him, if the uh, coverage was pretty light, you know, he'd just do a curl route for like five, ten yards and then beat the shit out of the cornerback. I mean, just, yeah, his he was definitely, especially, I guess that was that transition from. Yeah, Gailey Chan, to, yeah. yeah. Good old Chan Gailey, man, Coach Gailey, but. You know, him being able to catch that ball and just <laughs> literally outrun people's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Um, so I mean, you practice, you know, as a as a blocking or not blocking, but let me rephrase that. You you practice as, you know, a nitty-gritty wide receiver for the triple option. Um, did you do any scout team work versus like you know, uh, normal practice or or you know, how did your day-to-day obligations as a wide receiver fluctuate so it's great so you would start off practice you know everybody you you warm up and whatever so you then break out into individuals so we would go over there and we would run our routes and we're going through the motions and then you would you would occasionally get the one-on-ones with your db so i think that was like every practice so 
of course, you got one on like the ones versus ones who's ever at the top of the t- depth charts. Then you get down to the bottom with me. And occasionally you'll try to get the, the number one quarterback to try to slip to you because they're just like, well, you know, if I block the ball on Jalen, I look great. And I'm just thinking like, well, of course, you're supposed to do that. You're the guy like I shouldn't be catching the ball on you. So <laughs> remember that because you would then go to like team install where you're like walking through the plays as a team. Or this thing where um, there was a p- portion of practice where obviously you would go through uh, meetings beforehand and you'd get the plays. So you'd go and you try to run the plays without a defense in front of you, just making sure everybody's firing off the ball and whatnot. And that was as fast paced. For a triple option, good thing that we, we weren't getting tackled in that drill, but like you would run a play and as soon as the ball got past maybe three or three or four yards past the line of scrimmage, the next group had to get up. They had to like run the play. It was quick. So oh, crap. built into that. After that, you would get like some type of break and then you would go to your scout offense, scout defense. And that was great because you, <laughs> you make a lot of connections with your starting defense. Sometimes they actually want you to go really hard in practice. They're like, Hey man, actually give me a look. You know, I'm trying to work on something. Other times they're like, if you run all the way down the field and take me all the way with you, kick your butt. And I I definitely got that a couple of times from our starting corners. They're like, I know you know what's on the card, Jalen, but do not go 100% sprinting down the field. Yeah, you're you're like in a no-win situation there because you're trying to like impress the coaches, but you want to be like, you want to be like good with the teammates. And it's like, that's a tough spot. Oh, yeah. Stuck between a rock and a rock. Exactly. You got Ted Roof yelling at you saying you can't read the card at all. But you got DJ, Chris Milton, all the rest of these guys like, hey, man, chill out. man." Yeah, they're (laughs) like, stop going so hard. How how was that with DJ, too? I mean, DJ and Chris Milton, those are, I mean, those guys were some ballers, man. Straight up ballers. Yeah, um, definitely humble guys. Definitely. They understood that you were out there trying to, you know, get better yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have that. We Every team has egos, but especially between, I guess, the years that I was playing on the team, never really felt like somebody's ego was too big, too above the team where I feel like they would have like a like a European soccer moment where they would just practically walk off the field or, you know, just be completely disinterested in anything the team is doing. So I would say... I think that's why we were super successful in the 2014-2015 season. Damn, man. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a legendary season. Uh I actually uh as that work today turned around, I've got a of course got to rep the rep the jackets uh in Memphis uh and I've got, you know, flags and but pictures, you know, from great games. Uh some with Chase on, you know, on the pod and then other ones where uh, I can see Jalen barely, barely uh, getting his uh, Orange Bowl uh, trophy with the rest of the team on the out there in South Beach. That was that was a legendary day, and I just you know, uh, I think before the call we were checking out your swag, man. So so how's it feel to be a, a champion, man? I, uh, it's literally one of the top three moments of my entire life. Uh, it was great. It's one of those things when it's like happening in the moment, you don't really, uh, you just have, you just don't want it to end. Let's just say that, especially once we lost to uh, Duke and North Carolina that season, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y- y'all ride the ship though. So, what, yeah, that's all I that mean, what was it like beating Georgia? Because that, oh, that, that year was at Georgia, right? Yeah. It was at Georgia. I was there, man. It was, that was the Harry, Harry B kick. That sent in overtime. 
Harrison Bucker, that man, that legend. He that is a legend. Georgia Tech legend. Oh, God. Between Harrison, DJ, and um, Smooth himself. Oh, oh. JT. JT, Justin Thomas, like those three guys alone, it was, it was, it was just a great opportunity. No real egos. Everybody was out there just trying to win and just to be able to, I used to have it, but ripping that hedge in front of Georgia fans. Was oh yeah. Chef's kiss, mm. man. Yeah. You, you, you guys really enabled me to give, uh, about 96,000 red fans, the double birds. And I really thank <laughs> you, uh, in, Sanford Stadium. That was that was lovely. Uh, I loved nothing more than watching you guys rip up those edges. I think <laughs> this is kind of sad, but is that the last time we beat them? Nope. 2016, man. I was there too. Yep. 2016. Oh, okay. Jaylen. Yeah, I'm getting confused. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Jalen, I, I gotta, you know, this is definitely a rhetorical question. I think you were on both of those teams, man. Is there a correlation? I think not. Oh, no, man. I think the correlation is definitely uh, the man with the golden leg. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i mean you had brad stewart and then smooth again you know too but i mean you 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 i mean at the end of the day dude you put in the work with the team that's and you're part of the team that's that's just called you know guts right there yeah that's uh i will say once you bleed for a school you definitely like it a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> sure. so i think i did my fair share of, uh share of bleeding definitely during um August camp, uh, end of July camp, going into the next season, which is you lose track time. Everything, every video you see, every TikTok, every YouTube video, when somebody's talking about you, you learn to love football during like fall camp and then like winter workouts. They're a hundred percent true. Yeah, that so that that brings me to our next point, which um, like what, what was it like? Strength and conditioning, like I imagine, I just imagine it's insane. Like you're waking up at. By five thirty in the morning, getting to, you know, the athletic association at six in the morning, doing six a.m. workouts. Like, I mean, what's what's the energy like in the weight room? Like, how 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 like how much <laughs> hey. testosterone is in there? Speaking speaking of strength and conditioning, before you get into it, Jalen, I hope everyone's conditioning their livers because we're on beer number three. Okay, another one. <laughs> I will say. Um, one of the most, um, important things when you're a college athlete is your strength coaches. You spend more time with them and the, the physios, all the, the health staff, than you actually do with your actual coaches. So when I say that <laughs> coach Sisk brought the right energy every day at workouts, I, I hundred he was one of the main reasons we were, you know, just physically in shape to play, uh, you know, against the Georgias, against the Clemsons, Virginia Techs mm. at, the, at the time. I mean, he would wake up and <laughs> I swear he had shot shotgun espresso, Red Bull, anything to keep him awake. It would be 5.30 a.m. workout. So you're waking up at like 4.45 and you're like getting down to the field. You got to change. Everybody just looks like they're dead. But by the time it's about 7, 7.30 in the morning, you're wide awake. I did the stupid thing and I uh, got a couple of uh, 8 a.m.s a couple of semesters. Oh, God. <laughs> I was asleep in the front row. Pathetic, man. Absolutely I, pathetic. I somehow got away with not having a single 8 a.m. my whole college career. 
What are you out of your mind? How is that possible? I should have hung out with him. That's I didn't awesome. have I didn't have a single one. Oh my gosh. That That's impossible. That, yeah, I had priority registration too, just like just like you. But I guess as a football player, yeah. you're kind of you're kind of forced to do it because they want you to get ready for practice at like two or three o'clock. I, and also exactly. jail. Jalen was also humble. He talks about, you know, being in the aerospace industry right now, but he was also a nuclear engineer with my wife. So his classes were a little more limited. Uh, I'm going to repeat that one more time for the audience. (laughs) Nuclear engineer. Uh, Jalen's a smart cookie, boys and girls. You like I had to do something to actually. (laughs) So as a walk on, you know, you're paying out of pocket, not preferred or anything. So Georgia Tech, one of the main reasons I picked the school was because they actually had the nuclear engineering program. So love the sound. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and you're right. Talking about classes starting, I mean, having to finish your classes by like two, two 30, uh, with Georgia tech, you know, that's a little bit hard because they're only offering classes at certain times of the day. I know that now I think the, uh, the current team, they have practice in the morning, which is, would have been interesting for sure compared to in the afternoons. Like, but I mean, yeah, I guess that would be nice for like, temperature wise but that'd be harder for school wise oh yeah so well cool man i you know so you know part of the i guess progress or part of the the daily not daily see part of the cadence i guess um in the fall you know is you know you have a game just about every damn week um after you've gone through all this you know huge amount of camp huge prep in uh the fall and the summer um so did you travel with the team? Did you get to dress out? So I dressed out most home games uh, during the time that I played. I think I only traveled once, maybe twice. And that was like in-season travel. When we go to bowl games, obviously everybody's traveling with the team, which is great. Get your bowl gifts and whatnot. But um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, get that swag, dude. And then I, I think I was like three games that I was able to actually get in. Nothing too crazy. I will say one of my favorite moments was <laughs> – I think it was against Alcorn State, like my third season on the team. And um, we were like in the goal next to the goal line. And we, we, I was unsure if we actually broke the plane, but the ball was down on the ground. So I jumped on it. Right. And then I popped up and I was like, I just got the easiest. I just snuck a touchdown from somebody, you know? (laughs) And I walked back and Paul Johnson's like, oh, you thought you scored, didn't you? (laughs) And everybody just died (laughs) laughing around me. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, You could just see I wanted that touchdown. I just wanted to be in the record books, man. That's too funny because, you know, I, you know, I'm one of you. I'm a big Jalen fan in life in general, so I uh, I went back and found some pictures, and there there's a picture of you at the Alcorn game in the end zone with a ball <laughs> hugging other people, man. That's that's awesome, that, and that's that's so cool, dude. So you actually got to play. I was gonna ask, you know, some of those blowouts. I mean, um, Paul had the offense running fine tune, and you know, we'd go in the third quarter. The other other guys get opportunities to play, so you played some. Um, did you have any stats or anything, or you, you know, you just put some some asses on the grass? Yeah, it was literally doing the same thing I did in practice, taking the corner, running them down the field, them looking at me like, y'all are killing us, man. Why are you making do all this running? Just like, <laughs> guys, John, you're, you're just a decoy. <laughs> exactly. Just just angry. I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the ball. <laughs> Why don't you just, you're a corner, just blitz. But you, what, you, what's the you, worst that can happen? You still got a Garmin just in case we're going to throw it over the top. Yeah, man. I I, I kind of wish that they would have blitzed, man. That'd been a Jalen Saunders touchdown right there, dude. Tutty all day. I swear, if that if that happened, I 
I would still be on cloud nine. I'd be like, y'all can't tell me anything. You can't tell me anything. Well, I mean, and, and all transparency. I mean, that's super cool. You know, we had James Jarrett, one of my really good buddies from NBA who tech NBA too. Um, and I think actually he was in the same class with me and Jalen too, uh, which yeah. is funny. Uh, you know, he, he, he was a walk on at, uh, Syracuse and he didn't really get that much playing time other than like punting and stuff. So, I mean, that's really cool that you actually got some solid playing time and that's awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, it's one of those things where <laughs> when you look back on it, I'm going to need you to send me that picture so I can just lie to people in the future and be like, yeah, here's my touchdown. <laughs> I don't know why they won't update the books, but uh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> I'll, I'll send that to you right after this, man. It's, it's, uh, it's good. I mean, I think uh, Danny Karnak, you know, he's, he's the man with the camera, dude. He's gotten a few, he's got a few pictures, I think of me and chase like, Oh, it's the one that was on the, the <laughs> athletics website where after we beat Boston college last minute jumper, and uh, we got on the court when we shouldn't have. Uh, and Chase is, uh, no, I'm jumping on top of Chase basically. And Chase is like beating my chest as we, you know, <laughs> won that. But Danny, Danny got a snapshot of you, man. Danny's a really good photographer. So we'll give Danny a free shout out, you know, as we shout out all Georgia Tech athletics for free on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a great picture, man. Yeah. So, Jalen, uh, had a good moment of Bobby Dodd there. In South Corn State, what was your favorite road memory? Um, did you, did you go to all the road games? Did you go to some some of the road games, or how did, how did that work? So normally the team they're carrying like first string and second string, and then they the occasional somebody who's a third stringer, and that's somebody who can play multiple positions or uh, special teams. So yeah, I, I didn't travel to most of those games. <clears throat> I I didn't really get any looks at. <laughs> at the special teams until like my third year on the team. So that normally I think is, is really per, for your preferred walk-ons or the guys who are about to have like immediate impact on the team the following season. Um, so, I mean, that sucked, but I mean, I was glued to the game, I, you know, yeah. especially when the guys got back, like talking to them, you know, just hearing what coach Johnson had to say after certain things or, if we would lose, just knowing that going to practice on Monday was about to be painful. What well, what was Coach Johnson like? I mean, because I think a lot of people have opinions about Coach Johnson. Um, I mean, what what was your relationship with him? I will say he is exactly as advertised. He's not going <laughs> to BS you. He's a straight shooter. Um and uh, I respect that out of people. Like, I'd, I'd rather not have to read between the lines. He's going to say, hey, if you want to, you know, get playing time, if you want to do this, these are the steps you got to do, which you've got to prove to me. Uh, guys would take him, listen to what he had to say, and he would win. Now, will people say he's arrogant? Okay, cool. He he won games. He got national championships. So, like, it's Damn the same sure. thing like calling Nick Saban arrogant, you know? Yeah. yeah. I agree. No, I, I mean – I, I believe that at the time when Paul left the program, it was the right time. But at the same time, I appreciate all he did for George Tech because, I mean, when he came in, we won. Uh, we beat Georgia. We won an ACT championship. Amen. Um, we won Orange Bowl. Yep. Um, and, then, you know, there were, there, were some, there were some rough years in there every now and then. But, like, at the same time, you knew what you were going to get out of him. We were going to win at least seven games. We were going to run the ball down your throat. 
whether you liked it or not. And it it was it was a proven proven thing. I, I think it caught up to him. Uh, I think eventually the recruiting kind of dropped off yeah. and he, people kind of caught on to it a little bit. But um, I mean, I think as far as Georgia Tech history goes, like Paul Johnson, a legendary coach, and yeah. definitely definitely respect him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll echo it. Like uh, you know, I mean, in the ash, upper echelons of Georgia State football history, if you you think about it and look at it, I mean, of course, there's Joe Heisman, Bobby Dodd, um, I mean, Bobby Ross, you know, national champions. But but Paul, Paul brought us close. Like if you think about that 2014 season, that's the first college football playoff. We're a top ten team. Um, the guy brought us an ACC title. Um, one we hadn't won since, you know, a uh, little guy named Joe Ham was quarterback. And uh, I remember him being pretty damn good. Um, I mean, Paul Paul coached with a middle finger up to everybody else, and I loved it. I loved it. And, and like Chase said, I mean, recruiting kind of may have got us at the end, but, like, uh, you know, the guy was a savant, and I don't think he necessarily got all the athletic – department support he should have and i think that wore down on him and then i agree yeah and and, you know with the new guy uh el jefe you know i think he's had his his issues in himself you know we're not rooting or i mean we're obviously rooting for him right and this this we're all pro tech right we want us to win um so if that's just something to think about too and this is not to to demigrate you know what's happening now and I, i think you know, for me personally, I think there's some excitement building in the season. So that's a that's a positive, right? Yeah, I mean, you have Jeff and, you know, in my perfect world, Georgia Tech gets 12 wins. You just destroyed Clemson at the beginning of the season and you Woo! destroyed Georgia at the end of the season. <laughs> Everything would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be one of those years where, uh, you know, we have to, you got to win. And if you don't win, yeah, most yeah. likely, I don't know what, I don't know if we have the funding with the, uh, to get rid of them, but don't make a move to try to get rid of them. Yeah. What, what was, when, in your time at Tech, what was like the best game that you can remember? Like, when the fans were just hyped and it was just the best, the best time. Which, which game was that? There is a, um, it, there's two, but if we're talking about home games, home games would be against Florida State. Oh, that 2015, baby. 2015 Florida State. We were. I, having, I hate to say uh, this, dude. Did you know that Chase probably has a faster 40 time on than you because he is on ESPN slapping Paul in the back by himself by a state trooper as Jimbo looks at him with his big dumb face. <laughs> yeah, we got we got into that story on our first episode and i mean i'll say it again because i love it but we as soon as we housed that 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 block the kick six i was at the 50 yard line within like three seconds it was and i was meeting paul johnson and jimbo right there at midfield yeah i probably probably saw you i didn't even know it (laughs) we'll repost that thing what, so what we're trying to say is Chase should have been a wide out with you, man. <laughs> Honestly, let's um, since we're talking about that, it would have been great to have you in a foot race with uh, Nate Cottrell, who's on the Jaguars right now. Oh, he'd be me uh, very, very, very uh, badly. He can move. He can move. <laughs> <laughs> Fast man. <laughs> I would have loved to see. But basically that game, <laughs> getting back to the story, it was great because 
if you're ever like watching the camera pan, most likely they will see you, Chase. But if you look for number 33, I run all the way to the end zone and the ball's on the ground. And I'm like, oh, I can't let a fan pick up this ball because we would never get hit. I want to keep it. So I picked the ball up, waded through everybody. <laughs> I ran into the locker room. I think there was Coach Seawalk. He was just like so happy, like he, like yelling, like, yeah, this like everybody was just like, he was like the only one in the locker room. Next thing you know, I hey, dropped the ball to him. I run back outside. I'm partying with people, taking pictures. People don't know who I am. I mean, that was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. It made up for that. Oh season, my gosh. Sure. That's awesome. Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. You grabbed the game ball, dude. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. All right, so you said that was your favorite home game, which of all home games, I mean, it's the Miracle on Techwood. It's it's a legendary game, man. Uh, what's what's your other one? Other one, I would say going into Georgia, ripping up those hedges. You know, I had pictures with a couple of my friends from high school before the beginning of that game, so, you know, I already knew I had people from my hometown. And it was going to be my day to ruin their entire season. You know, my family's Georgia fans. <laughs> I love them to death, but, you know, yeah, I have an older brother who graduated from Georgia. You know, dad is just a huge Bulldogs fan. So, like, that was just awesome just to just to be there. Uh, I think I have the video on my phone where uh, at the time it was Governor uh, Nathan Deal comes in and he's like, you guys are state champs. Like, it was it was great. Oh, my gosh. You know what? It's that it's that Augusta blood. There's too much Georgia people in Columbia County because my <laughs> uncles all live there. And that's the same cesspool. Um <laughs> My brother lives in there now too, so y'all get to hang out, man, out there in Columbia. Um, but speaking of wins, man, uh, I hope you guys won your race against this beer because we're on another one. Another one, dude! Incredible stories, man. We just love it, man. Uh, speaking of of memories, though, um, so you talked about that—the game day experience is the best game days you had. Like, do you have any other really good memories or really? terrible memories from like you know either vomiting out of your face mask or something else <laughs> i will say <clears throat> the worst thing ever is coaches runs so in february when they're just the the entire teams out there every college will go through some type of coaches runs where you're just they're kicking your butt they're working you out all like spring season um you're getting up super early in the morning and for some reason we would always do like these butt twist like you gotta like i forgot what it's called but you chop your feet and then you like roll down to one side and you just try to pop up and that entire experience you know you'd like chase each other around two huge um like hula hoops like running it was it was terrible it was that's probably the worst experience that in camp when you're in fall camp it is time there's no such thing as time you just wake up you eat you're you're in pain for no reason. Oh, you're in for a good reason, but you're just in pain. You're trying to stay awake. You're looking at the same guys. You just get annoyed with your teammates. Now you see why people in the NFL get in, in fights during preseason. Oh, every, every, every training oh. camp, there's fights. Everyone. Because there's yeah, there's too much testosterone. You with the same guys all the time. It's miserable. Like, it's hot as shit outside. Something, too. Something's gonna blow. Yeah. It's it's it, you guys are so right, and the thing is, at least I have to say, with you guys being there with basketball, was it worse because it was indoors? So like somebody really had to do something to someone else to fight because you know when you're outside in the heat, the heat just makes you go crazy. 
Chase probably has a story. <laughs> Just drop it at that. I don't. I don't know which one you're talking about. But oh, I thought you were going to talk about. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, didn't Glenn Rice punch the shit out of uh, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. Was that? Yeah, that was there in practice. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I think he got like the coaches temporarily like sat him down because you know. What the hell happened with that? I don't know, but I think in basketball, it's a little less because like you said, you're, you're at least indoors. There's AC and I mean, there's, there's less players, I guess, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also, I mean, it's a physical game, but it's not also as physical as football too. Right. Like I'm not in, engaged in the same way. Right. Yeah. And you're in like, I feel like in football, everybody's got pads on. Like, oh, you're 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 a big boy. You're gonna throw some punches at me when I got shoulder pads and helmet on. Like, not gonna do anything. But like, when you're playing basketball, it's like we're just humans together. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Punch me in the face? Like, I'm gonna break my nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty yeah. loud. But yeah, that's that's it, man. Oh, I would say the second worst moment ever. It was like my first practice. Um, it was after the, I think the Elon game at the first game of 2013. And I forgot we played Elon. <laughs> what a bunch of artists. And you get, you get, you get graded for each game, right? In each scrimmage, you get graded as well. So the coaches will go through and grade your performance and you get plus and minuses. And if the team overall gets too many minuses, you got to do a certain amount of runs at the end of practice on Monday. So we should have uh, we we won the game we we definitely didn't perform to paul's standards so we were running and it was for my first practice to be running i was like all right so like i need to like not be in the front because i need to figure out like the speed at which everybody was going but i forgot everybody just came from camp and that was because it was my first practice they were already conditioned i had the worst cramp in my butt in my entire life like I think I was running next to Paul and he was looking <laughs> looking at me, right? I would finish next to him. He was like, this kid's going to die. I broke one already. <laughs> so at the end of practice, he's like talking to us and like, I'm on a knee, but like I'm cramping so badly that I'm like holding on to somebody else, making sure I don't fall over and just seize up. And after that, I realized I need to get in shape very quickly. But yeah, that was the second worst memory I've had on the team. It was so bad. So bad. Okay, this is a total total 180 here. What was it like being equipped with Russell Athletic your whole career? No, you're asking the real questions here. <laughs> oh, shit. I think all three of us can, can Wait, no, actually, about so I assume, yeah, because you 2013, you came in. Gabe's you, Russell, man. You probably had Russell the whole way through, right? Yeah, it was. Russell and Nike shoes, right? Russell and Nike shoes. I love the Nike shoes. I would, I literally wore all the team issued shoes until I got like a hole in the bottom of them. Same, um, same. But God, the Russell, you know, uh, I had good times in the Russell. Obviously, we, you know, talked about the games that we won, but man, it would would have been great to have some of that Adidas swag that they have. And we still don't get the respect. Uh, no, no, Adidas really? sucks uh, because really. Because because I work for the competitor, so. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. Um, yeah, I, I like it. But, okay. but it's a good move for the jackets. I'm not not against them. <laughs> Russell yeah. had, Russell had some very comfortable sweat. 
Okay. They had great sweats and good. Actually, the socks were pretty decent too. Actually, yeah. um, their their dry fit was hit or miss though. No, no, yeah. They yeah, the sweats I still have. I think almost every pair. Of Same, dude. That quarter zip they made a mean, mean quarter zip. I still wear it. It's like raggedy, but I wear it all the oh, so time. Good. So <laughs> that's good. what I'm talking about. Oh man, that's a that's a chase that they came out of left field, but that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so you know, we talked about some pictures that I have already of you. Um, being a big, huge jacket fan, um, some of us, some of us watched the ESPNU stuff, uh, back in the day. <laughs> Jalen's cracking up, I mean, for all our listeners that can't really see. So, uh, we'll post the video tonight just to. to sneak peek everybody but Jalen how does it feel being a star someone they zoomed in on ESPN zoomed in on you Jalen as you sit there in the meeting room listening to Paul talk about attention to detail (laughs) you know it never gets better with the camera in front of your face at all like and for some reason, I'm sitting in there and, you know, I see the camera panning, but I'm just like, I just, I'm just paying attention, just trying to keep a straight face for people to come after and say, Hey man, you're, you were featured all over that. I was like, what do you mean? I was featured. They're like, they put your face like literally in there. And I was like, did they not look at the roster? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so you mentioned that. And I looked at it last night and I was like, there it is like smack dab, just two shots of me just like oh yeah dude. focused you are you are in the center of esp and you the entire everybody who loves college football is just staring at jalen saunders dude i and i loved it dude i <laughs> so we'll release that for our audience to look at tonight like it's it's so funny man so chase like i think uh i think chase has got the last one and then we'll hit in some other topics now yeah so jalen we're going through fall camp right now um you know what are, what are your some memories of a fall camp and just kind of, kind of let the audience know what, what the students are going through right now. And mm. if, if mm. you have any insights on, on the current season for Georgia Tech, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. So you're going through fall camp first. It means that your savior is literally school's about to start, <laughs> but there's like a 20 day period, right? <laughs> Please, classes come to save me from this football. Uh, exactly. I can't wait to take thermodynamics to save me from this bull crap. <laughs> it's Georgia, so you know it's hot. It's only getting hotter every single year. You're trying to hydrate. You're you're trying to eat. Like you're in the calf. Like every all your meals are together with all, with the team. You're doing your workouts like each day. Uh, so. You know, you're not lifting that heavy, but you're lifting enough to maintain. So during that, throughout the season, as you lose muscle and they try to make sure you don't lose muscle, you at least have a good base to start with. It's a lot of studying the playbook. It's a lot of looking at film coaches yelling at you. I mean, just like, what were you thinking, son? And you're like, I don't know. It's like day 15 here. I just want to go home. Right. Or I just like want to talk to somebody else. That's nobody on this team. So um, it's a mental grind. Uh I will say that does prepare you for the uh, school year at Georgia Tech, which is also a mental grind. So you're just like, oh, I've already been through this, so I'll make it through. Um, we talked about earlier, not a lot of guys getting in the fights, but definitely a lot of tempers with people just yelling at people. You, 
just for being annoying and, you know, especially when you're trying to take naps between workouts and practices, which is, it's prime. You have to find the best sleeping spot. You got to get good headphones. If you can't get any sleep, um, it will completely just destroy a, a practice for you. And then like every day you have, you always, you don't know what's going to happen at practice. So everybody would wait until they smack the actual uh, schedule for the day. So some days you'd be really happy. You'd be like, oh, we're in shells. We don't have to hit each other. This is going to be a great practice. Other days you'll be like full, like full, full knee pads, full everything, uh, full uniform practice. And you're like, oh, okay. One day it's not bad. But when you get to like a week straight of that, eh, you just, you like I said, you're praying for school to come back. But the greatest thing is once it would end, everybody would just go hang out. They'd get some food or, you know, like every college, you know, the coach would either take, take you to go see a movie. Yeah, you know, Coach Johnson was big on that, or like, you know, they try to change up the mills, get some steaks sometimes. Uh, it's real Ooh. nice. Yeah what, yeah, what was like, what was the the common food they'd bring in? Because I know when when Josh and I were working for basketball, like the strength and conditioning coach, like had like a dietary routine. Dude, we got of, of the stuff we'd eat, and it was like we had a lot of Outback Steakhouse. We had. Yeah, a lot I was of, gonna say that steak. So, that's what I was thinking of. We, we had shrimp. like Papa Dough. Um, I mean, there, there, there was like a lot of different stuff, but we had like regular stuff. What, what was like the go-to that you guys would get? No, I think I, wow, you kind of hit them all. Uh, I feel like Georgia Tech went in as a, an entire program. You probably did, yeah. <laughs> Papa Do's was discount. my favorite. Oh, Papa Do's was my favorite, man. Would, would you like that? Do you like the shrimp and the the uh, chicken strips, man? Oh, oh yeah, they had like the kind of was like a jambalaya type thing. It was yeah. that straight, man. That when we would get that after practices, I would be so happy. Like that would make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. I have to, I have to be called stump a thousand times and told to to wipe some sweat and, and hit the boards. That was what I looked for. Some jambalaya. You know, it's like hey, you're never gonna play here. It's like oh man, they really went in on us today. <laughs> but hey, some jambalaya makes up for it. Hey, hey, you played, bro. You played. You got some plays in. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when you're in practice and you mess up. They're just like, oh, yeah, you're sure. not good play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the jambalaya after. <laughs> you know what goes good with jambalaya? I'll tell you what, it's a good beer because uh, we should have finished another beer. We're on another one, baby. Another one. <sighs> All right, Jalen, give us, give us a hot take here. What's your prediction for the jacket? Season. Well, hold on, hold on. We got to go game by game. I say we go game by game. Each of us gives the opinion. I'll read it out. How's All that right. sound? Okay. All right. All right. So Clemson, Woo-hoo. seven p.m. <laughs> eight, eight p.m. Is, is, it, is it seven or eight p.m.? I thought it was eight. Oh, it's eight. It's eight. Oh, it's eight. It's yeah. eight. I'm in. I'm in Central Time. Oh time. yeah, Josh on Central Time. I'm on God's time. So, <laughs> so Jalen, you're the guest, man. You get to lead us off. Okay. So we're playing Clemson. I know that one of their defensive linemen just got injured. Screw him. So hopefully, you know, he gets a speedy recovery. After um, us. Yeah. But that that their D their D line is the reason they're gonna be a really good team this year. Yeah. I'm nice. saying if we win nice. the game, mm. it's definitely gonna hinge on having to win, like winning at the line of scrimmage, which is gonna be Ooh. that's an uphill task. If we go out in that game and if if we I don't care how much we win by one by one, win by field goal. I'll be happy. Oh, but yeah. if we lose that Damn game straight. by less than the marker for me, for Jeff, especially to, you know, to have a good season, he has to lose mm-hmm. that game by less than 14 points. That's Amen. what I was, I was thinking the same thing. Yep. Amen. Amen. So what you think? What's the score? 
I'm thinking Clemson's going to score 30 something. I'm thinking 35, 28, 35, 21. I would love that. I was, I, I, I was thinking 35, 21 myself, Clemson, but Clemson, Clemson. All right. So we have two Clemson JP is going in. I'm thinking we've all, we've got a lot of gusto. We got a lot of fire behind us. We fall a little short, 27-21. I think defense shows up a little bit more with Jeffy under the helm. I think we see some good stuff out of Chip Long in the offense. We have a lot of misdirection. We expose um, not the front side. I think their Clemson D-line, like you said, it's really good. They lost the safety, too. I think we expose them on a few deep passes. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, Western Carolina. We'll blow through that one. Uh, Jalen, hit that one up, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I want us to, after playing that Clemson game, I know it's like only five days later. We need to win that game. We need to score 42 in that game at least. 42, Amen. 21, 42, 14. Yeah, we, we need to win that convincingly. Yeah, we, need to, we need to keep that under 20 for them. Yep. Um, yep. That's a win. Yep. We beat Kennesaw State by a bunch. Uh, they're better than the Western Carolina Catamounts, whatever the hell they are. So uh, big dump truck on the Catamounts. Uh, so we're sitting at one and one here. Here it comes down game three Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech is also drinking with the jackets live. That's right, guys. We are going to be at the stadium well, my stadium. We'll be at Peter's parking deck. You will be able to stop by crush a six pack at a live event for an hour uh, with us. Perfect pregame. Um, anyway, Jalen, what do you think about that score? Uh, you know, a lot of question marks going in there. Wow. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin, he's had his ups and downs in his entire career. Um, I really, really would want us to win that game. Like, I really want us to win that game, like 24-21. That'd be yeah. a huge boost coming out of the first three games of the season. That could carry us a long way. What do you think happens? Is it 24-21? 24-21, it, it will be similar to the Clemson game. If we win the battle up front against Mississippi, and we yeah. just run the ball, hold the ball, let Dante and um, – Asan. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm biased. I think, I think the Jackets are going to come through in that one. Because if they don't, I feel like then it's all going to go downhill. I so, for me – and I think that's a high-scoring game. I'm going to go – I'm going to go 42-38 jacket dub. That's funny. I'm I'm similar vein. I'm traveling down from Ole Miss territory. I'll tell you this. Uh, Oxford, Mississippi is an hour from me. And so if you watch me drive down old Interstate 22, I'm going to have both middle fingers out, both <laughs> windows like this. And the jackets are going to come in. And smack Lane tripping 38-35 is what I'm calling. The Jackets will be two and one after old piss. Um, and then I'll tell a bunch of those inbreds that they're idiots. It's gonna be great. Okay. So we're all all in agreement. Two and one after two and three. One. That, Here's that, where it gets dicey. Yep. At UCF, Georgia Tech. Jalen, take us away, man. There's absolutely no way to say this. There's a bunch of games on our schedule that are a must win. That is a must win. Yeah, I agree. Amen. I agree. This, listen, Ole Miss ducked us a couple of years ago when 
was it was it COVID? I forget. They 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 ducked us because they didn't want to come to Atlanta and they didn't want the smoke. And then we ended up playing them the next year, and they just squeaked by and beat us. But yeah. I, I think I agree. I think that's a must win. I don't know why our athletic directors keep scheduling these freaking hard non-conference. Because he came from UCF, dude. But I'm with you. I think that's a must win. And I think we do get it done. I think we do. Um, I think that's a little bit less, less high scoring. I'm going to say 24, 21 jacket. dub. Yeah. I I think uh, if we think about head coaches, especially famous head coaches, the Gus bus, there's been a few head scratches with the Gus bus. Uh, and sometimes the wheels fall off the bus and they don't go round and round. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for here in Orlando. It's the magic city. It's where Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse get it on. It's where, uh, it's where the stadium is literally called the bounce house. Yeah. Well, that's what that's, they call themselves. That's I hope, I hope <laughs> Gus bounces on these nuts and we come out three and one. I'm calling it a close game, though. It's going to be tough, man. A lot of these games are like if even if the team, we're firing all cylinders, it's going to be tough, man. Like straight up. I'm thinking <clears throat> here it is. I'm thinking 31-28 for the game. We are three and one. All of us are in agreement right now. Here it comes to the meat and potatoes, as the Irish would say, of the schedule. Yeah, it is. We got to remind people, like in the first. We have the second toughest schedule based on the win-loss percentages for yep. uh, the teams that we play this season. So the second yeah. toughest. With so, I mean, in the first five games, we play three preseason top twenty-five ranked teams. So, yeah, like if if we're, if we're two and two, it's a win. It straight up is. Yeah, I agree. Straight up is. So we get into Pat Narduzzi and Pitt on October first. Jalen hit it. You know, I don't like. I, I really don't like Pitt. I have a lot I of respect. Hate Pitt. I have I, a lot I, of respect for the players they uh, recruit, though. A lot of respect. Yeah, yeah I hate Pitt is- very much. Sorry, I didn't. I, so, Jalen, what do you think? Win or loss? That's a loss. Yeah, yep. mm, I, I agree. I agree. Same. As much as I don't want to admit it, I think that's yeah, a loss. I, I, I think so too. Even though they lost Kenny Pickett. Um, they still have a lot of talent. I don't think they their offensive line. I think is like still the same. Dude, he's rock solid. Then he had he had hours to throw. He and had for, hours for whatever reason. They they just have our number, and yeah. I I hate it, but I I have to say that's a loss. That's that's too funny, guys. We're we're, we're uh, as the uh, linguists would say, we're in simpatico. We're all sitting here, three and two, going into Duke. Jalen, hit me with Duke. That's that's one. That's I mean, look. Duke, no, that that needs to be another game similar to. Um, I think they're predicted to be by the, all the media heads worse than us. So, yep, we need to take that that W and run with it. That's right, yep. Chase. What you got? Yeah, that's a dub. yeah. I'm I'm saying it's a dub. Uh, Donkey Kong Sanders had to uh, pull us out last season. Uh, <laughs> that's that's our last win, folks. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I was in Charlotte for that game last last year, and I thought we were going to lose. Yeah. But we snuck it out, and that's our last win as a Tech fan. So. 
that was a, don- a Donkey Kong Sanders pulled it out. He transferred away. Now it's a win because Jeffy's got his back against the wall. I trust Chip Long. Um, I I I just got a I got a good feeling that they're going to hit the ground running. This team understands what's going on. Uh, let's get that dub, boys. Uh, All right. So we're four and four two. two. Now we come up to Virginia. Uh, that's you, Jalen. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about the this who's? Is, this is coming off a bye and playing on Thursday. For reference. Um, and they have a new Tony Elliott head coach with nobody other than uh, what's that quarterback's name? So Virginia, Virginia is a scary team. This is this is a scary. This is this is their a offense trap. last year was nuts. This is a trap game. They have four wide receivers on that team that they were going to be more than happy to throw the ball around. That quarterback can throw the ball around. That is that is a game where you know obviously you got the Miamis and the Georgias and the North Carolinas still left on that on the schedule for the rest of the year. But Virginia is a very 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 uh, scary game. As they could, they're in Ole Miss. It's going to be explosive, and USC is going to be uh, UCF. They're going to be explosive, but I'm going to say we're probably going to lose this one. If our secondary, yeah, I think we could we could keep up with UCF, and I I don't think Ole Miss is as good as advertised, but Pitt will be. Yeah, no, Pitt definitely. I mean, not Pitt. Virginia will be Pitt oh, also too. Yeah. yeah, both of those. I mean, I don't know if we've noticed that, but we play at least three to five teams this season that are, that are going to try to air it out. So if our secondary doesn't prove it early in the season, yeah. it's going to be long, you're a right. long, long year. You're right. And, and, and you know what comes with that, though, is, is if you can't get the pressure on the front side, I mean, you're just you're hanging your boys out to dry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chase. Jalen, I was hoping you were going to say we're going to win this one because I was going to disagree with you and say we're going to lose this one. But I also agree with you. I think I think we're gonna lose this one. I think I think we're gonna go to what four and three? Four and three. three. You know what, guys? As a uh, as the prophet Lee Corso once said, not so fast, my friend. I think the jackets with a bye week, I think there's a different air now. Um you only had Brent Key that was a hard ass before because Jeffy's just like the golden retriever of college football head coaches, but you've got chip long. Now chip long likes to chew holes and asses the way Paul Johnson did. I think they've realigned their refocus. I think it's a close one because Virginia, for some stupid reason, even though their sorry asses don't belong in the same category as us, they always keep it tight. I think it's a 24, 21 type of game. We pull it out over Virginia. We usually Barely. have we usually have the number at home. Yeah, I, on the road, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and UVA was our closest game we could go see when I was when I was young. And I went there three or four times, and we lost every single damn game at, at UVA, and yeah. it, it made no sense. We'd be favored by like two touchdowns, we'd lose, and, and for whatever reason, at Scott Stadium in front of twenty thousand fans, we'd lose, but. I mean, I hope I hope hope we can get that dub at home, but for whatever yeah. for whatever reason, I'm just I'm still worried about their quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback, and that's why I'm scared about. All right, next one is at Talonasty with the 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 criminals. Uh, Jalen, what do you think, man? Uh, 
We're going to be Florida State. <laughs> Wowza. All right. All right. All right. All right. Waste. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, too. I'll give you one, too. We're going to be Virginia Tech, too. Damn. He's already beaten us to the call. That's going. All right. That's I'll, awesome. I'll say, I'll say we lose to Florida State. Oh, all right. All right. So, so Jalen's at. Jalen says we're sitting five and three. Uh, to our listeners, Wasty thinks we're four and four. I buy it. Um, Florida State. Jalen, you, I, I, my gut says you're right, but my head says we're wrong. Just, I think Florida State maybe avenges that that incredible game that uh, little Jeffy Sims had a few years ago, his freshman year, when he came out slinging to Malachi Carter. I think it's a tight one again. I, I don't think we have many blowouts. I think this team tightens into the hatches, but I think we lose this one, and I'm at five and three. So if we look before we go into Virginia Tech, even though Jalen's already there, we have two guys at five, five and three, and then Chase is at four and four. Uh, so, Jalen, you already beat us to the punch. You said Virginia Tech's trash because they are. Uh, that's six and three, my man. Six and three. I, I got nothing three. else to say to that one. Yeah, other than a bunch of turkeys and uh, hokey's not a real thing. So there you go, Chase. This is this is a fa- familiar type event since your sister went to damn Virginia Tech for undergrad. What do you think, man? You know, I, I think in my in my in my world here, we've lost Virginia, we've lost Florida State. I think there's no way in hell we lose Virginia Tech. I think that's a dub. That's a damn dub. We're, we're, they're gonna they're gonna play under Sandman. That's gonna get us hyped up. We're gonna we're gonna get that dub. And I think yeah. I, I think that's a convincing dub. Honestly, Ooh. I think Virginia Tech is really bad. I don't I don't see anything they have to offer at this point. I think we beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah. So, uh, Bud Foster, I hope you're sleeping with one eye open, as uh, Metallica would say, because I think the Jackets come in. It's a similar type feel, 2014, you know, backs, you know, backs against the wall a little bit, you know, maybe there, we need a kick to put, you know, get the W, but, uh, the same type of air where the jackets get on top, they fight hard in the trenches. They had a quarterback back then named Brewer. I'm brewing a beer right now. So everyone, uh, grab your drink and drink it right now, uh, because we're on beer number five, another one, but. This is then the Jackets win. We go to six and three. So we're looking at three different records. Jalen has the Jackets six and three. Uh, Chase has them at five and four, and JP has them at six and three as well. That's awesome. So we get in to a team that I hate more more than most other teams. This is I was going to say life itself, but that's Georgia. Um, it's Miami. Uh, we are at home. Uh, traditionally, this is a whiteout game. Um, there's nothing more obnoxious than a Miami fan, including you, The Rock. Um, actually, that's not true. Uh, the Rock's okay in most movies because um, he's usually the Kevin Hart for some reason. But we'll keep going. <laughs> Jalen, what do you think about the Miami game? Uh, that's that's a tough game. Uh, out of all the teams in the ACC outside of Clemson, that think I believe that may be worth uh, the hype. I think Miami this season, they looked really well at the end of last year. Now, we do play well. We rise, I will say, over the years, Georgia Tech will play up. So, like, 
us getting completely blown out. I mean, I know last year it was it Clemson and Georgia. I think we lost a hundred to zero combined, but I don't uh, think Notre, Notre Dame and Georgia. Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Clemson, we almost beat. Yeah, you're right. We, we were down by two points and we had the ball at the end. So we're gonna play them close. But we're gonna play them close, but we're gonna lose. Yeah. I'm, yeah. All right. All right. Six and four. I Chase. agree. I think I think Miami's a loss. Unfortunately, I I do I do like the hire that they finally made with um what Crystal Balls. Yeah, Oregon yeah. Mario Crystal Ball. And I don't, I mean I don't think he's gonna. I think they're ranked preseason top twenty five, which I think is yeah sixteen. Yes. I don't I don't think they're actually a top twenty five team, but I think they will beat us. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think there's consensus on this pick. Uh, Mario Crystal Balls. Um, I think he's actually a competent coach, unlike the last coaches since like freaking Dennis Erickson <laughs> back in the day for Miami. Um, their quarterback actually, I think it's like Van something or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's actually a pretty pretty good quarterback. Um, I think it's a tight one, like Jalen mentioned, but it's just too much, too much offensive power, offensive firepower for our defense and. Uh, Slipped to six and four, so we're looking at six and four for me and Jalen, and five and five for Chase. That one is at home though, so that, that helps us out. But yeah, it does. Yeah, the next one is against you in cheat, uh, Jalen. What do you think? I hate the heels, so I'll just start that off. That's an automatic dub. That's a dub. <laughs> That's an automatic dub. Jalen says seven to five. Seven oh five. man, I agree. Chase. That that is a dub. <laughs> Go boys. UNC a... this this puts us in a ball game. Yeah. And that's all we can ask for. I think I'm I'm sick and tired of losing recruiting battles to UNC. And I think this puts us to bed right here. Talking you, Josh Downs. I think I think once we beat UNC at UNC, there's no more Georgia boys going to UNC after that. Damn they're, straight. They're, they're staying home. That's right. Speaking of going home, uh last year we beat the ever living tar out of UNC. Oh um, yeah, yeah, we did. Chase Chase knows um, because he sat and witnessed me in all my debauchery at home, talking to Billy Ward's family the entire game. Um, I'm going to say this, and then you'll know what I think. Mac Brown, you ain't in Texas no more. Horns down. I think the Jackets come in and smack that ass again. Oh uh, uh, yeah. We're going to Chapel Hill, and the only bell that's ringing is Mac Brown's dumbass head. We're coming out firing all cylinders because, for some reason, Mac Brown's incompetent as hell. We're coming in 35-17, the Jackets on top, putting yeah. us at 7-4 for JP. Guys, I, I want to point this before we go into to, to sadness real quick, but uh, all this is... The boys all think that we're going to a bowl game. There's a lot of hype. There's I a just, lot of. I just don't think there's another option. If, if, if That's right. Don't, I, if we don't, then I just don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have, I have to force myself into thinking we're going to a bowl game. That's right. That's right. And we're all together, locked step. So seven to five. Um, I got to oh, seven to four. Five. Yeah, seven to four, six and five, seven to four. We play Georgia. Let's just go really quick because none of us want to admit this. I'm saying we lose. Oh, no. I think they play Kentucky the week before us. Oh, what? They play, they play Kentucky literally the week before us. 
I think let me actually let me confirm that I got to confirm that date because I'm going to mention this. Why? Um, yeah, they play Kentucky the week before us. Kentucky most likely will run the table. I'm hoping, which means that Georgia to beat Kentucky to represent the SEC East in um, the SEC championship against Alabama. Also, shout out to um, oh, Jameer. Shout out to Jameer, man. I wish yeah. we still had him. Oh, I, love, I love I'll, Jameer, yeah. I hope yeah. he becomes a Heisman hopeful. Big facts. Jalen, are you saying that the Jackets are going to beat the Dogs? Oh, we're going to – if we are 7-4 and four going in to play Georgia after they just had to come out and, like, most likely they're going to annihilate and, Kentucky. But they may not. They may have a close game. I think we'll 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 it depends on who our kicker is. It's gonna be a field goal. Jalen says if we win, it's because of a field goal. It's a field goal. It's Harrison Bucker vibes all over again. The boy knows how it feels. I don't even know who our field goal kicker is. Oh, uh probably Gavin Stewart or some bum shit. Um all right, Chase, hit it with us. I already said we lost. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean I think that's a loss. Okay. All right, all right. Seven and five, uh, eight and four. That's not bad. That's good. That's good. That's wins, boys. That is wins. Um, hey, we're gonna hit this really quick. Fantasy corner. Um, I want to give you, let's say, our top three wide receivers uh, for fantasy football because fantasy football is upon us when you start drafting. Um, Jalen, if you're playing fantasy football, who are your top three wide receivers that you're looking at right now, man? Oh, so this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting, right? Because everybody knows. You have to go get the man himself, Cooper. You got to. Up these nuts. You, you got to go get Cooper. He, he's the man. He is literally the guy that's he's going to get his yards. They're going to throw it to him. And Stafford has like a bum elbow, so he's not going to be able to throw it far. So dumping it off all game. So, And then Jamar Chase, uh, shout out to Cincinnati. Um, got to respect that. And then... Stefan Diggs for sure. Ooh, that's a good. I mean, that's a quality list. No, no debate. That's quality. Uh, Chase, what do you think, man? Top three wide receivers. I'm going to go Cooper Cup, which I don't think he's going to be number one like he was last year, but he's still still great. Um, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. And. Um, after that, I'll probably go Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah, Keenan. Allen. He's consistent. He's consistent, yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, Justin Sorbet or Hebert is uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he can sling uh, it. Yeah, he can sling it. I'm going to go – I'm going to go number one right receivers probably – actually, I can't say that. I – one or two. I, I actually don't know if I can buy all the hype with this Vikings new offense coordinator, but I think Justin Jefferson's a talent that's that's incredible, right? That LSU boy. Um, the man's killing it um, straight up. As Jalen and Chase said, Cooper Cup demands targets. I think there's a big touchdown regression, though. Um, so he may not be wide receiver one this year. He may not be wide receiver two. Maybe wide receiver five. The guy's still going to get his yards. doesn't matter. That's a safe pick. Um and then I'm going with another LSU guy, Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah. he won he won a title with uh, Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty's a legend. Uh, they have that connection. They're boys, uh, just like all three of us after this great podcast are boys. Uh, it's something to think about. That's my top three. 
Um, and with that, I like to thank Jacket Nation. I like to thank Drinking with the Jackets fans. I like to thank everybody for tuning in and giving this guy, Jalen Saunders, the respect he deserves. What an episode. What an interview. What a guy. Crush your beers, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>